Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Tangents Podcast. This is our very, very special episode. This is the Buggy Boys episode of Passion as a Business. This is our special segment we do on the Tangents Podcast where we talk about doing what you love as a business, doing what you love for a living. And uh, we talk to people at every stage of the game, whether you're starting out, whether you're where you want to be, or whether you're somewhere in the middle. Today, we're talking to Nate Dionisio. Am I saying that right? You are saying that right. Perfect. I was practicing for a week. <laughs> also known as Coco on Twitch and Caffeine. And uh, you are a photographer. How did that all come about? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that is... <laughs> well, let's let's start here. Let's start here. You said that you had a different job. Welcome, Mind Blaster. Uh, you said you had a different job before you were a photographer. Yeah, I used to work for uh, for a bank, a major bank here in Canada. Um, I graduated in accounting, so that was one of the weirdest things to go from one end of the spectrum to another. You know what I mean? For sure. Behind a desk to being out in the field, uh, meeting new people, talking to new people, capturing things that are basically important memories for people. So. It, it was really different. So I, I started in the bank, <clears throat> and I guess one day I woke up. I was like, I really don't want to do this anymore. Um, Welcome, not a lot Fit of and Fluffy. Have the luxury to say that, you know what I mean? Right. Um, <clears throat> and at that time, I was. So this was about ten years ago. So I was twenty-four. Okay. Yeah, twenty-four, and. Um, and I just want to be away from my desk. Um, Understandable. <laughs> yeah, hold on one second. Let me <clears throat> show this. Qualic. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi. Oh, she's like. <gasps> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Hi. So, um, yeah, that's uh, one of the things that I thought of right away was I don't want to be behind a desk. For sure. So, took that leap. Took that leap of faith, quit my job, um, had savings for a good couple of years. Nice. So that I could actually like focus on it. For and sure. I think one of the things that um, who showcases that right now is Calf. Like on caffeine, he, he has savings to do what he loves, um, and he can do it a hundred percent. Right. Something that's like big. If you want to do something that you love, make sure you're prepared for it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Blaster here. Uh, feel like he's he's feel like he's trolling a little bit with "Aren't you behind a desk right now?" I think I think he's talking about somebody else's desk, working for somebody else. Yeah, working for the man. <laughs> the man. <laughs> working for the man. Working for someone else. You know what I mean? For sure. Um. So you didn't want to be behind a desk. Was was photography something that was part of your life? You know, even before that, even. Prior to, to that decision, was it just something like hobby during that when you were making the big bucks? <laughs> um, my dad had always uh, been into film photography. So growing up, I, I'd always seen him behind the camera. So uh, he used to work for a company that sold cameras. He used to work for a company that developed film. He used to do all of that. Um, and uh, for me to get into that, it was just natural. It was just natural for me to actually be behind the camera once I picked one up. For sure. And the camera that I got when I first started was like a Sony A200 
it was nothing close to professional. It was nothing. Close Welcome, to teach. It was just really an amateur camera to learn stuff. For sure. What I did for my first year was I did work for free. I worked for free for like a, a good year and a half. Nice. Different studios asked them if I could carry their bags. I could take notes. I could take photos for them and give it to them if they needed them. And I worked around Toronto for about nine different studios for a full year. Learned everything that I need to learn. And that's that's I think that's underrated. A lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, they talk about work for free. You know, put put in the work, show show out, and then when it's time to charge people, that's that's kind of second nature. People are going to be ready to pay you because you've already shown the value. Yeah, definitely. It's like basically apprenticeship, right? Exactly. So you you put in the hours. You show that this is your passion, and people will figure it out and and respect you for that. For sure. For sure. Now, um, how how do you approach that? I mean, how do you just say like, do you just walk in and hey, you're a photography studio. I'd love to work for free. Like, what, is that is that kind of the just the hardball pitch? Like, hey, I want to work for you even if it's for free. Okay, so there was this this uh, forum that I I used to follow a lot. It was a another photography guys forum, and all the network uh, Toronto photographers would flock to that forum mm -hmm. for critique and everything. So it's called fredmiranda.com. I don't know if they still exist, but I used to go on there <clears throat> and I used to see all these different photographers put up their photos and they would get critiqued and they would get advice. And some people would put other photographers down for having a different style and everything, but they were all there. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Message them on there and just ask them, Hey, can I, can I work with you sometime? Like work for you sometime? I just want to carry the bags, see how you work. If you have an engagement shoot, bring me along. I'll come for free. If you have a wedding, let me carry your bags so you don't have to worry about that. And that's how it started. Like the one thing that a lot of people don't realize is the professionals that you look up to, you can message them and they'll be very personal with you. And they're no different from you, from you right? Definitely. Yeah, they're just at a different stage of the journey. It's the same, you know, yeah. you're doing the same thing. It's just that you're starting and they've been doing it for however many years. So you got the home is Toronto. I've got the Shutter Aquarium. This is my wife's, <laughs> this is why my wife's mug. It's been around so long, This the other side's actually worn down. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that coffee. Yeah, I gotta get that coffee. Isn't that just the most adorable child right there? Oh, she wasn't like this before the interview, and now she's like, "Hey, something. I'm gonna ruin it for him." <laughs> oh man, sorry about that, guys. She's she's gonna be around in and out of the, the shot and stuff. Yes, Coco is a photographer. Uh, he has he does uh, wedding photography uh, out of Toronto primarily, but you've been everywhere, man. You've been all over the world. I know you were just in Bali recently. Yeah, I was just in Bali, uh, headed to Hawaii in a little bit. Nice. Um, I have some shoots. Uh, so September I have Ottawa, which is also sort of Ontario. Um, so yeah, Hawaii is basically the sort of like second base. Oh wow. Yeah. So during my off season here, I because uh, there's off season here in Canada, which is like December to February because of winter. So during those times, I like to travel. Sure. Hawaii is sort of that place to go, um, especially for shoots and boutique shoots and editorials and fashion and stuff. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, 
what was what was the first place you ever left that wasn't home base? That wasn't like that. What was the first kind of out of your out of your box experience? Colorado. I went to uh, Colorado Springs. Oh wow. Yeah, and they had hired me. It was a weird. It was a cool um, story actually because we had a vacation at uh, Dominican Republic. So my friends and I we went on a vacation, and then we were playing volleyball, beach volleyball, with these guys. And we overheard that they just got engaged. And then one of my friends was like, my buddy was like, hey, my buddy is a photographer. <laughs> That's a good wingman right there. <laughs> you guys get some photos done while you're here because the resort like photographers aren't that great. So they're like, hey, just, just go with this guy. He'll do it for, for free. I'm like, oh, shoot. I do have my camera gear and stuff. So we did the shoot. It was amazing. At the end of the shoot, they, they tried to pay a little bit of money. I was like, hey, guys, don't worry. This is your engagement. Congratulations. This is our gift to you, whatever. And then, like, two weeks down the road, they, they contacted me through Facebook and were like, hey, we want to hire you because the photos are amazing. Uh, let us know how much it is. Um, and then so they hired me, went to Colorado Springs, had a great time. And from there, that was the first, like, out-of-town experience in terms of the, the business. And it just snowballed from there. Nice. How much would you say? How much would you say you spent? How much time would you say you spend locally versus internationally? I mean, like not even just out of town, just internationally. Forty percent of my business. So let's say this year I have fifty-two weddings to shoot. Wow. Uh, so half of it is is not here. That's wow. I mean, hey, that's that's a lot of travel. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like you enjoy it. So like that's just bonus, right? <laughs> I do, I do enjoy it, but that's why we want to expand the business because I don't want to miss out on moments with the little one. For sure. So like expanding the business is, is top priority in terms of getting other photographers to work for me and I'll still do the edits kind of thing. So, so if you guys are photographers, you can <laughs> there you go. There you go. Get that plug. I'm always for the shameless plug. Um, what has been kind of the, the hardest thing coming up? I mean, you're, you're, I would say, I don't want to say you're, there's no, to me, there's no end of the journey. You're just where you want to be, what you want to be doing. What has been the, the hardest part of getting to that place? Like, I mean, the decision to like leave a money-making gig, I mean, accounting is, I think everyone understands that accounting makes money. So literally, <laughs> uh, what was, what, you know, besides that, that hard decision of like, I'm going to, you know, take a hard pivot here and literally stop making money for a while and do stuff for free in the hopes that I get to do what I want to do. Besides that, because obviously that's a very difficult choice, but like, what's what's been the hardest kind of thing along the journey? To keep going at it every time you wake up that first year and you're not seeing results. So like, that was the hardest part. So there'll be times where you get so discouraged where I'm doing this for free, like I, I, I want to make money, and then you have people who told you like, hey, why did you quit your job? Like, right. It's, why would you do that? Like, that's so dumb. Like, um, people would say that. And that's discouraging, right? So you go to sleep, you think, oh, I had a great day. I had all these photos to edit. I took photos for this other studio. And the next day you're like, why did I just do that? Like, I, I could be earning money instead of giving away my time, which is something that I can't get back, you know? Right very true yeah so having that drive is was the hardest thing to keep going like 
because once you become self-employed, it's it's not just about one little task. It's about twenty other different tasks that you do. So to be able to keep that drive for all those twenty other different tasks is what it's hard. For sure. For sure. For- um, I didn't know about it. A lot of people don't know about it. Like when people think, hey, you're a photographer, you think just I'm just taking photos. Right. <laughs> yeah, you just you take some photos, you send the email, you're fine. Yeah. That's not how it is. It, there's so much work that goes into it. 10% of, of taking photos is the process. Everything else is like the marketing, the emails, the client meetings, you know, the editing, the exporting, the, the installing hard drives over. I have like millions of hard drives in the basement. Like, nice. You know, so <laughs> I have millions of, millions of hard drives offsite as well, just in case. And these are things that you have to do. And, right. Backups on backups. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I've made many a video about backups, so I appreciate that you have multiple backups. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand. That's that's the the struggle. I mean, like I know for myself, like you know, we do some video stuff, we do some tech stuff on the side, and like one of the biggest things I always forget to do is is literally send the invoice, get paid. Like oh, it's done. I can move to the next thing, and then I'm just like a week later, pow. I, should probably get paid for that like <laughs> so it's 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 very fit and fluffy this is actually fit and fluffy blog is my wife uh that's she's she's oh hi fit and fluffy welcome welcome thank you so much she's a big fan of she's a big fan of photography so that's good that's good it's uh oh lost you this is what happens when you're live, folks. This is what happens. I hope his computer didn't... Oh, did... Okay, you're back? I'm back. You're back. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I hope your computer didn't just do what mine did 10 minutes ago. <laughs> it, it just did. It popped up that there's an update. Freaking Windows, man. <laughs> I, I, I have it not set to, like, automatic. So. Freaking Windows. Every time. Every time. Um, yeah, we definitely... The, 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 the daily grind, man, that's... that's kind of getting that mentality going so that you can get get up every day and do it because at at some point you you also are coming up against the issue of i love doing this but there is so much more than just doing it i mean there is the taking of photos and the editing of photos and like if you could just do that it'd probably be way easier but then like you said there's the marketing there's all this other stuff that you need to do to make that viable to make that sustainable so That just it, it's just adding to that to that uphill climb that the, the steepness of the, the the incline just keeps going. <laughs> there's a there's a stat that they have actually it's, a, it's an interesting stat. So here in uh, Ontario, I'll just use Ontario as an example. Sure. There's every month there's about uh, three thousand plus weddings going on. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> That's an insane number to me. That's, that's a, there's, there's not even there's that many couples like every month. <laughs> yeah, every month there's three thousand weddings going. On. Wow. So, um, to be part of that stat of one of the photographers that they look to inquire with, you have to always keep posting stuff. You always have to keep like connected somehow. Sure. Um, because there's so many photographers coming in. Right. So many people out there who buy the gear, who who have a camera and decide to go into it. It's a definitely a profession that um, everyone strives for when they have that artistic eye and when they, when they 
feel that hey I, I love taking photos why don't I just try it right and I, I, I totally respect that that's how I started but again there's that work that people didn't know that comes along for sure for sure and I think especially now with all of the all, all of the cell phone companies all, like everybody's making stuff you know the 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 price of admission right the the barrier for entry is so low now used to be to be a photographer you had to get gear that most people didn't even understand there was you know to to uh, to get something that was a viable camera for photography it was multiple thousands of dollars it was that you had to know a lot about it just to have it work right and have it do the things you want to do but now it's People, you know, you, you look at, you know, an Apple commercial, a Samsung commercial, it's like, it's one click and it's professional. And so you have a lot of people just coming into it with that space. And I, I kind of stay, staying on top of it and, and, and staying ahead of all that is definitely, I could totally see that being a big effort of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mind Blaster says there's a joke about the guy who got paid 2000 just to fix a machine by screwing a bolt. <laughs> it was $2. 1998 to, to know which one to screw yeah exactly it's yeah. it's it's about the skill it's about the experience it's about the knowledge uh at the end of the day I mean, like i i do tech support i've been working on computers i've been disassembling computers for the better part of 20 years now and when people tell me like oh what about this like no 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 like you i get you heard that term somewhere i get it but trust me on this <laughs> trust me on this i get it you know but people you know as i'm sure like I, I'll be honest. I know, even though we we do a lot of videography, but like, I know fifty percent of the stuff. So like, when I hear a term that I'm like, I know what that means, but I don't exactly know what's going on. Like I take a step back and I let whoever's talking do their thing, because like, I understand that there are some people that just are gonna know more about stuff. Like, you know, cars. I know ten percent. My cousin, eighty percent. If he's talking this 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 i'm like cool that's awesome <laughs> like i'm not gonna tell you how the car works because you know and i don't <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that's the that's the thing right? it's, uh, <laughs> we, we'll get clients that have heard terms and the hard thing about being a, a wedding photographer um is you get clients that read magazines wedding magazines and one of the like not not to jump on the magazine that's good sure the couples like i love that they do all right but the one one thing that i i really wish they would stop giving advice on is asking for raws um like i've had mm. couples to ask for the raws and I, I i charge for for doing that because those are like um just unedited those are unedited everything you can do whatever you want with it once you get them if you decide to pay for them you'll get the, the licensing with it that's on yours right so I've had couples who have done that and they'll come back to me the next day and just be like, hey, how do I open these RAWs? <laughs> I'm like, this is what you asked for though, right? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, we paid X amount of dollars because, you know, we thought this is what we needed. And I'm like, I thought this is what you knew, right? I thought you knew about it. This is why you asked about it. Right. So, um... A lot of the time, people have these terms in their head and they don't know what they're saying, right? They just heard it from somewhere and they they think that's what's best for them. But that's why you pay us. That's why you pay us the big bucks because we're supposed to know that for you. Right, exactly. So you don't have to have that extra step. So guys, don't ask for Roz. <laughs>
I, I've I've played around with raw editing and like there's a lot to it and a they're way bigger files so like if you don't have the right software like you can't just you can't just pop it into Windows and be like click click here's the photo that's not how things work <laughs> like they're bigger files you actually need software like photo editing software to edit and to actually view them so like it's a it's a whole different ball game it's a whole different ball game. What has been, what has been the best experience you've had working for yourself, doing what you love? What has been like the best part of it? The best part or the best moment? Well, let's have a best moment first, because it sounds like you got something in mind. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna send this photo to you. And you can show your. Uh... Your viewers. Um, oh man. So there's a backstory to this. <laughs> um, do I have it here? Anyways, uh, I'll show you later. But um, the best, I'll go to the best part. So the best part would have to be the free food. <laughs> Free food? Ah, that's that's a hey, that's a really good that's a really good reason, man. I feel you on that. <laughs> like it's in my contract for whenever people hire me. They <laughs> they, they gotta feed you. They gotta feed you, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we did a wedding where they didn't feed us and I was like, I don't understand. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. What do you mean you're not feeding us? <laughs> so yeah, that was that's probably the best part free food for sure even even for like editorials and stuff there's there's pizza that the the studios would get the they would feed us with that and um yeah that's <laughs> if you want a more deeper answer no no that, hey that's that's a perfectly acceptable answer it's you know it's it's in 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 this field it's it's that you know in other in other fields and other lines of business it might be something else might be might be free cake you know who knows <laughs> send you the photo right and this is the best moment the best moment okay oh wow I think we definitely need some context for that that's so this was um, 10 days before my dad passed oh wow and um, it was just my daughter. She was probably about like just turning a year old. Um, so about 14 days before she turned a year old. <clears throat> and, uh, my dad had a, had a moment with her. Like we all had left the room and I know Cassie couldn't understand anything, but my dad was talking. So I, I snapped a picture and, uh, in the picture he was, he was saying sorry for he might not be able to make her birthday <clears throat> and um but he was happy that he got to meet her he got to to love her uh, and that he always watch over her so that this moment like beats every other moment that i've ever taken a photo of um and this this is like this is why i do it to catch moments like these for families and, 
Yeah. Wow. That. Wow. That's. That's powerful, man. That's that's incredible. That's a, that, I. <laughs> that's, that's that's a lot. I. That's. I'm. I, you know what? I, I'm. I'm glad that you were able to to have that. That you were able to witness that, and, and that you know your daughter has has that to. You know, you'll be able to tell her that story, and she'll be able to appreciate that moment. Yeah, and, that, and that's why it's it's basically we. I want to freeze time for people so that when they look back on their memories, they have something, you know, something tangible that they can look back on, and they can talk about this. Like they can talk about it with their families and their kids and their grandkids and so on and so forth. You know, we, we want it to go on. Um, a lot of people think, oh, you're a photographer because there's money in it. It sustains my lifestyle, but I do it just for that same reason why I started it 10 years ago. It was that passion to just capture memories. I mean, and more so to capture love. Even if it means love between um, a grandfather and a granddaughter, or between husband and wife, or sisters or brothers, anything. Love is love. I'm gonna capture that, capture memories, and freeze it for you. That's what I do. That is super deep. That's wow. That now, now I feel like I need to do some soul searching personally, like find like a deeper reason for the thing that I do. Like I just, uh... yo, absolutely, Blaster. Feel free to ask any questions you have. Uh, that's that's why we do this live. That's why we don't just have this as a just a regular old podcast and broad and, and video. We love the, the the live conversation. Of course, for those listening and watching in the future, this is recorded live every Thursday for the most part <laughs> on uh, caffeine.tv slash T3G Media. So make sure you join us for the conversation. Do you think that taking photos has turned out of fashion? Hmm. Turned out of fashion? It's unfair. Blaster's Portuguese, so his English is different. <laughs> Has gone gone out of fashion, I think. I've gone out of fashion. I have a lot of photos, family albums. Yeah, gone out of fashion. Um, I think there's... Um, because of how everything is so accessible now, especially with phone photos and all that stuff, people have stopped printing having something tangible in front of you, like a family album, right? Um, I used to have a ton of family albums uh, when my dad was around. He, that's why he took photos upon photos upon photos, and he would have albums. Welcome East Pioneer. And yeah, I think it has, uh, honestly, because of the accessibility of photography. People just keep it on the cloud kind of thing. They make slideshows, and, which isn't bad. I think that's, that's for our day and age. Uh, for the new kids, the younger generation, that's what they'll know as albums to them, right? Um, and hopefully the cloud is something that... <laughs> doesn't go away, yeah, right? Go away. <laughs> that's why you need double backups, local yeah. and cloud. But does I guess it doesn't have the same meaning. I don't... A memory is a memory, right, Mind Blaster? A memory is a memory. Um, if you keep it on the cloud or you have it printed out, I think it it has its its meaning behind it. Um, but yeah, it, there is something different about holding something in your hand that is tangible. 
so to each their own, each generation, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it definitely it definitely varies as far as how you, how you experience it. I mean, if you if you grew up in this digital age, like you're not gonna have the the mentality of like, oh man, I wish I wish I had some physical stuff. But I think that also translates to the stuff that people do print out, the stuff that they put it in a frame and they put it on a shelf in their house. I think that gives it a little more little more value you know like to a point like i the photos that i've got that I, when i used to take physical photos and get them printed out i look at them now and i'm like this is the kind of stuff that you just post on facebook <laughs> like i printed out stuff that now you would just never do that with you would never print photos like i went to college and just took like rolls upon rolls of photos and i'm just like none of this would make it to print in in 2017 2018 it just wouldn't, you know, it'd be on Facebook, sure, but not the same feeling. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely not the same feeling. I don't think it's, you know, uh, to kind of go to my Wednesday show, comic books. We were just talking about this yesterday. There's there's a, there's a feeling of holding a physical book and reading it. I mean, I think it's the same thing with, e, you know, e-books. You, look, you read books online, that's one experience. And, you know, for me personally, I've had moments that I, I read so much digital material now if I read a physical book, I have, and it's the most embarrassing thing to admit, like to anyone, I'm reading a physical book and I tap the right side of the book to turn the page. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, oh. <laughs> like it's, it's rough. Like I, I, I know how this works, but I'm just so used to it. I'm like, tap, nope, that's not, damn it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the same thing with uh, the younger generation these days. Like I have a, a niece, uh, from my wife's side, so her niece is like eight, nine years old, and she's unfamiliar with anything that doesn't have like a touchscreen. That's insane. It's insane. <laughs> like it's we grew up on both spectrums, we know both sides. Yeah, yeah. We we've been around for the whole thing. We've been around for the whole process. So like, thankful for that. Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine a life where like if somebody put a keyboard in front of me, I wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> like, like tap gaming only this is how my, is how my dad used to type <laughs> and that's and that's and that's another thing right that's another thing is like he was he was already at an age where that was going to be harder harder to like catch up to when it came out like i was i was in seventh grade the first time i had any experience with a computer so like it was the perfect time like i literally came up as computers evolved so i've been around you know, my first, my first like home computer was a friend of mine's computer, and it was Windows 3.1. It was a black screen with white text. Like, no idea. Like, I couldn't even possibly tell you how to use it now. But back then, I was like, no, no, I, I can type a document in this, no problem. What was the first game you played? The first game. So in two, like 2000-ish, this was like my first house computer like, that we that we owned at home. My mom picked up like a whole big rig. It was like a computer. It had a graphics card at the time. It was it was a gaming graphics card. It was a Rage 128 megabyte, and it, it was uh, it was a fantastic because it was it had it came with games. It was like a like nowadays you know, that, that doesn't happen anymore. But back then you'd get whole games, not even just demos. You'd get whole games in the early 2000s with computers. It had a game called Expendable, which is now by way of like 
the internet being awesome available to play on Android. And it's this like third person alien shooter and it's so fantastic. And the first 360 flying game, like full 360, like fly in any direction game, Shockwave Assault. I fell in love with like real flying games at that point. That's why, like, I, think I know that one, dude. It's, it was so fun. It was like a Martian attack, and you'd go through these like really terribly rendered, like Egypt. There's just like pyramids, and that's like Egypt. Yeah, I, know that one. <laughs> I know that one. When you say Egypt, that rings a bell. It was, it was, it was such a, it was such a blast. It was that it was the era when like cutscenes were literally just like films that they would just <laughs> throw in there. It was like real actors, people who have seen on TV, yeah. and I was like. This is so crazy. Like, how are you in a video game? <laughs> Nowadays, it'd be like five times as expensive, and they'd render and they'd render that person. What was uh, yeah. what was it? Advanced Warfare. Um, what's his face? The disgraced uh, Kevin Spacey was in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was he he was in it, but like you know he had to just sit in front of a camera. Yeah. Yeah. That's Command yeah Command and Conquer Age of Empires exactly exactly. All about that. I was, like my first one was like the Doom. Like, Ooh, Doom. Doom. Like, I <laughs> I played Quake a few months ago. It was insane. Oh, those are the days. Yeah, and that's the thing. Techno technology grows so quickly. I mean, that was that wasn't even twenty years ago. Yeah. That wasn't even twenty years ago, and that's that's to me the like beauty of technology. That's why I love technology. I look at something and I like I'll look at a cell phone on any given day and I'm just thinking like there's so much in here that like my tower that was as big as my body when I had it didn't have like yeah. it's yeah. so nuts the favorite thing welcome full throttle full throttle is the other half of T3G media um, I watch Gary Vee a lot, and he always he always whips out a cell phone, and he says Ronald Reagan ran the free world with something less powerful than this, and I'm just like, that is insane. <laughs> like, that is within my lifetime, and that is insane. <laughs> yeah. Technology has evolved, and now how has that affected to to bring it back around? Because this is tangents. Uh, we go on those. Uh, how do, how is uh, the 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 like evolution of camera technology. I mean, I know there is the the law of diminishing returns. The more you spend, that every thousand dollars that you spend is less and less of an improvement. How has the change, the evolution of, of camera technology, affected what you do and, and how you approach things? Well, right now, the the change that they're doing is is making things smaller, going mirrorless and all that stuff. So that's uh, basically for the comfort of the photographer. <clears throat> image quality is still the same and right. quality is still up there um, yeah so that's from I, I came from a film kind of age like seeing my dad sort of like going into film and be part of that decade uh, now with the whole digital stuff it's like there's not much that can change every time I upgrade right so my last upgrade that I've done was probably like the 1DX Canon 1D. Sure. That was my last upgrade. Um, and from then on, it's been more of honing the skill, learning new things, learning about lighting, um, how I'm gonna work with different scenarios and different different moments. So it's all now about the skill. So I want to feel comfortable enough where if someone hands me like, let's say, 
Oh, what do you call those? The the <clears throat> the prosumer, not really prosumer, below prosumer. I'm not gonna say amateur. I don't wanna... <laughs> <laughs> but like a starter camera that I could still take good photos with. Right. Yeah. Oh, my blaster is not a cannon guy. Entry grade. Yeah, entry grade level uh, cameras. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, like I I'd want to be able to be comfortable enough and. Nikon? Can't be a Nikon boy and not spell it right. <laughs> Nikon. Yeah, Nikon. I mean, I used to shoot Nikon. I was gonna say you, 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 you said you shoot. You have a couple different. You shoot uh, Fuji, right? Fuji, Canon. I used to shoot Nikon. Uh, I used to shoot Sony. Like I've been through all all the different ones except for like Pentax and Sigma and. Uh, I've never really tried those ones. Um, you don't use any Sigma lenses? Uh, I used to use Sigma lenses. Huh. Um, yeah, I used to use Sigma lenses. I used to have the 35, the 50. Um, the only, that I sold those, and I actually want the 24-70. to 70. I heard about that. We were looking at lenses a while ago, and we heard about that one. Yeah. Um, what, I mean... Having experienced kind of the gamut of, of, of the major brands, what what have you seen? Like, what do you prefer with one over the other? I mean, like, I know the big thing about Canon, people always talk about Canon Glass. Welcome, Luke, to the broadcast. Canon Glass, I hear, is, is like the big the big move there and the autofocus. The autofocus is kind of monster on Canon, I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. Well, each one brings something different, right? So they can't, like, one, in terms of processing colors, Canon is more on the red side. Uh, in terms of warmth. Okay. And you have Nikon, which is more on the colder side, blue-green. Um, so your files would come out a little different, especially once you start putting them through processing. Hmm. Um, and then the glass, for example, they are backwards compatible for Nikon. You can use older G lenses in their lineup from back in the day. Uh, like the Nikkor lenses, they can use those. Oh, wow. Canon. Yeah, but Canon, same th kind of thing, EF. As far back as you can use an EF lens, that's how far it goes. I was gonna say because there, some some of the models will still take like the old uh, film lenses. Yeah. So as long as it's an EF mount. Right. Uh, and you can always get an adapter regardless, but then you'd have manual focus for those. Um, but yeah, so in terms of difference-wise, there's not much. Like all of them have caught up when it comes to how high your ISO can go, how high it controls get grain on it. Um, the autofocus, it used to be all about Nikon, now Canon has, has showed up. Sony, with its autofocus, is amazing. Like, they've caught up, it's a mirrorless full frame, like they're the first mirrorless full frame cameras. Yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, man, I kinda, I kinda plus the in-body stabilization for, for video, yeah. for video is a monster. I mean, for photo as well, but like... I, I saw the in-body stabilization, but the the, the uh, Panasonic already has that. Mm -hmm. Panasonic already has Panasonic the in-body. Yeah. So like the, all of them come with sort of the same kind of stuff, like Fuji, mirrorless, um, ISO control is amazing, focus is amazing. Like it, it's all now down to the photographer. Now it is, and that goes back to what we were talking about. That goes, it's the skill. Anyone, anyone can buy the thousand-dollar camera. Anyone at this point, it's like, like I said before, it's not, it's not this ridiculous barrier for entry anymore. It's not this three, five thousand-dollar monster that you have to save up for. 
you could buy a, you could buy a $500 camera and still get pretty decent results. At the end of the day, it comes back to the person behind the lens. Yeah. It's it's what you're going to do with it. It's it's the, the composition, the lighting, the basics. The really the basics. <laughs> like anyone can point and shoot. Anyone. D3100. That's a good camera. That's a good camera to to start with. Like mine was pretty much equivalent to that when I started. It was a A200 Sony. It was like a eight megapixel camera. <laughs> nice. Got into the primes. That's one thing. I only shoot primes. I don't know what that means. I'll be very honest. So uh, shooting primes is uh, fixed lenses, fixed focal length lenses. Okay, so you can't. You can't zoom in or anything. That makes sense. Yeah. So I usually have two bodies on me, 35, 85 uh, length, uh, focal length. So those are the ones that I use most of the time. Um, if I need something more of a reach, 135. That's as far as I go, and then something wider, you'd have the 24. Nice. Because I need that aperture. Like, fixed lenses have, like, a, a lower aperture in terms of, like, f1.4, f1.8 kind of stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Usually, and, like, that's the thing is, it's the di the difference of, of photo and video. When you're looking at different aspects of it, that lower aperture is beautiful, but, man, without the stabilization, it's rough. It's rough. It's rough to do video without the stable, the, the on-body stabilization. But I mean, I think with this, with probably with the Sony and the the GH5, that that probably wouldn't be an issue since they have the physical in-body stabilization, not the lens. You don't even need this lens stabilization at that point. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I've had friends who've had the the Sony, and uh, you can use a Canon lens on it with the the Metabones adapter, and it'll have that in-body stabilization. So. It's like, oh. Man, it's, that's, that's just the best of the world right there. Oh. And it's five, it's, it's five stops, right, that you can actually go down to. So you can go down to, like, taking a photo at 150th of a second, and it won't come up blurry at all in terms of you. So. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts, man. That's nuts. That, the, the photo side of things, I'm still, like, learning. I'm still learning about the, the shutter speed and all that stuff, just trying to, try, trying to do some cool stuff with it. But, like... And I mean, I, I, I won't, I, I'm very much at the like learning phase of a lot of stuff. Like I, I can execute, I can execute video with my eyes closed at this point, but now it's like you said, it's, it's getting into the minutia, getting into the nuance, getting into the proper framing, proper lighting, all this stuff, like all the little things that make it that much better. Yeah. What up ducky? What up duck? Welcome to special buggy boys presentation of passion as a business um by the way y'all check out buggyboys.com the buggyboys.com and uh, of course the buggy boys on instagram and twitter make sure you check us out <laughs> uh i'm shameless man i'm shameless uh what is uh what's what's something um let's say non-technical because a lot of, obviously there's a there's a lot technical um that, that could be in this answer but what is something that you've learned what's like a lesson that you've learned from uh, from working for yourself and, and, and doing kind of this this thing full-time. This is being recorded, my friend. Yes. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to the business aspect, um, one thing that I've learned most about being a photographer on the business aspect is three is two and two is one. Um, that's a good piece of advice to have, especially when you're shooting on out in the field at a wedding, for example. 
So three cameras means you have two. Because you're always going to use one as a backup. And two is one kind of thing. So be overprepared. It's better to be overprepared than underprepared. Because I've had cameras flake out on me. I've dropped things. I'm clumsy sometimes. Rough. Right? So, and the one thing you want to do in front of clients is freak out when you drop something. Right? Yeah, right? So, like, ah! What I... I'd always have backups. It's the one thing I've learned from the very beginning. <clears throat> I've dropped something in the past, and I just been like, oh, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll grab another camera. I grab one out of my my camera bag, and I'd be like, oh, okay, it's nothing to worry about. <laughs> so that's that's one of the best pieces of advice I can give anyone in the business. Now, when it comes to as a person in the business, um, taking good photos isn't enough. You have to be personable. Damn. You have to know. Now I owe Blaster 50 bucks. <laughs> you, have to, you have to handle um, relationships well, right? For sure. So it's, it's definitely, especially if you're in the wedding business, because these couples are trusting you with one of the most important days of their life. And you have to give them experience that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. I want them to look back on their, on their day and be like, hey, our photographer was amazing. That's what I want them to say. Not just, oh, he took photo good photos. I want to say he was like he was a guest. He was part of the family. I wanted to remember that. So like one of the one of the little things that I do is I remember everyone's names, especially in the wedding party. Okay. So I'll call them by their first name. Um, and that's that's ma that's major. That's major. That's that's like once a day's over, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, as long as you, you got that 10-hour memory span, that's all, all you need it for. The temporary memory. That's all it needs to be there for. <laughs> Once it's done, it's done. But that's 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 major, man. I mean, I know I know how, how that is. Like, we we had a uh, full throttle. Is, like I said, my, my cousin, uh, his wife is a photographer. She did our wedding. And she's like, her knowing us was very, very, like, key. You know, being able to say, hey, Dalibor, hey, Erica. Like, just having that connection. It, it, it makes it makes you kind of feel more at home and that's the thing it kind of lets you blend in it lets you blend in because you're not just like excuse me sir i'm not sure what your name is <laughs> that's but that, that, that i think that really working for yourself working working independently um definitely i think that's a huge element of it is is being personable being able to deal with people on on a one-to-one -one level um that's why I, I, I tell uh, I tell my customers uh, like I like being able to talk to you like a human being. You know, like I my day job is is tech support, and someone else gets to decide how I talk. And that to me, like it's just it's a, it's it's not genuine. It's not it's not who I am. So I like the people that I work with. I'm like, hey, I appreciate that I can talk to you like a human being. I could talk to you like you know, say, hey, you don't need that. You just don't. <laughs> like I don't need to do some flowery stuff and like you know it's just this is my honest opinion this is coming from me not not coming from some corporate overlord <laughs> so to close it out what would what would you give as advice to somebody who is at that crossroads they're at that accounting job they dread sitting down at that table every single day. They they, they cry on the way into work. 
<laughs> hey, but you know what? You know what? It's it's hard for people. It's very very hard for people. I, because I, I'll be honest, you know, I'll be per, I'm personally very honest and transparent. I've I've been there. I've been there. This the job I do now, you know. Random dead spot. My my work office upstairs. It's in a room. It's in a closet. I can close the closet door and just be like done. I'm away from the workplace because it used to be in like kind of the same space as all this stuff is in my old place, and it sucked. <laughs> it sucked terribly. So I, you know, I, I, you know, but there, there's rough days where it's like, it's been a rough week. It's the last day, but it's just like, I hate it. I hate walking in. So it's, but I'm in a position where, you know, I also, I bought a house and I have financial responsibilities. So that's something where people, you know, people have to weigh all this stuff, but let's say the financial, the financial stuff's taken care of. They have the money, but they're still uncertain. They, they, they don't want to they don't want to take the gamble because what if it doesn't work out what then what would you say <clears throat> slowly prioritize your passion so slowly leak it into your everyday do it little by little while still having that day job while still keeping that those you know that income coming in but when you have free time, prioritize your passion. As it, as it gets there, it'll grow. You'll learn more. You'll grow with it. You'll love it more. Keep loving it, you know, if you prioritize it. You make time for it. So I, there, would be, there, there are days where it sucked. There are days where it sucked where I'd be at work and I'm like, I, I don't want to do this. What do I do? But then when I found out that passion for photography, at the same times, I would... Like, at the end of the day, I'd be excited to go home to play with the camera. I'd be excited to go home and to do that stuff. And then until it became a bigger part of my life, where I had to prioritize it, where it, come, it came to the point where I couldn't just brush it off to the side anymore. Right? And that's, that's what it is. Just have your priorities and slowly make that passion a bigger priority than the thing that you hate. That's that's great. That's outstanding. That's that's and that's brilliant. It's brilliant because and, and I think that's one of those little things that people uh, people take for granted. Like you do have the you know you work nine to five. What what's happening? What's happening seven to midnight? What's happening seven to two a.m. Um, you know I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna claim ownership of that. That's that's a Gary V line. Like what's what's going on seven 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 p.m. seven p.m. to two a.m. What's going on? What are you doing? You know, you could be watching TV, you could be catching up on Game of Thrones, or you could be doing what you love. You could be pursu pursuing your passion, whether it be learning it, whether it be practicing it, whether it be whatever, you know, whether it just be observing. Somebody's doing a, you know, if you're into photography, go go hook up with somebody who's doing a night shoot. See what see what it's about, see what they're doing. You know, we, I, I've been in that position. I, I, I got off work one day. My cousin called me and said, hey, um, you want to come shoot this Murcielago? And I was like, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, yes. Where? But yes. <laughs> you know, it was very much like uh, taking that opportunity. It was, you know, we had talked to our buddy Dustin. He said he wanted to do a video of his car. And we're like, for sure. We'll, we'll come up with something. 
And then he just calls me. He's like, yo, he wants to do a night shoot. I was like, yo, that's cool. And then there's a town, uh, Rosemont, Illinois is big. It's got a convention center, but it's got a lot of lighting because it's kind of a convention business area. So we're like, yeah, we should, like, that's awesome. That's brilliant. It, we happened to luck out. There was not, like, cops involved. Like, we just went. We did a bunch of shooting. Just, it was fun. It was just a fun experience. And it was one of those things, like, we figured out how to do things on the go. Like, it was zero planning. We went. We're like, how are we going to get this rolling shot? How are we going to get this other shot? So it take those opportunities. You know, if, if you get off work and you're like, I want to I wanna photograph the sunset, find a find a park find a forest preserve shoot the sunset do it at your backyard who cares <laughs> i like it i like it nate thank you very much for for being on the show for being available i know we had a little bit of a scheduling <laughs> scheduling situation but uh i'm glad that we were able to set that up i lost your audio yeah, sorry, sorry. no that's all right no worries. Yeah, yeah. No worries, no worries. Uh, I appreciate you uh, hanging out. Appreciate your wisdom. Um, I love, I love the story. I love the journey. I appreciate you sharing that photo of your father. Um, that was beautiful. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for hanging out. That's all you got. That's all you got. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, those uh, watching and listening in the future, make sure you guys check out all the links are on the screen down below, down in the description if you're on YouTube. Uh, check out youtube.com slash T3G Media. Uh, that's got the link to the podcast, which is a different channel, but doesn't have a fancy name yet because we don't have a lot of subscribers on the podcast channel. <laughs> but at the very least, check out Nate Dionisio, N-A-T-E-D-I-O-N-I-S-I-O.com. Check out the photos. They're beautiful. Uh, check out Nate Dionisio on Instagram. Uh, no, check out T3G Media on YouTube. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Uh, check it out. Check it out and uh, let us know what's going on. And, you know, if you're looking for a photographer, uh, he uh, he does leave the country. So hit him up wherever you are in the world. <laughs> Takes beautiful photos. Thanks very much for hanging out. Thanks, everyone, in the comments, in the chat. Natasha joining us for the last moments. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, uh, thank you all for hanging out. Thanks for the questions, Blaster, uh, Ducky, Natasha, and uh, my wife who has gone back to work, I'm sure, <laughs> and my cousin. Thank you guys, and we'll see you in the next one.